0: hello and welcome to episode 33 of the talk witchcraft podcast in this episode erica and i will be talking about how to make the most of virgo season (laughs) you're listening to talk witchcraft on this podcast we talk about witchcraft as a lifestyle and discover how to merge magic into your daily life Every week, we'll demystify witchy topics like tarot, astrology, crystals,
1: herbs, and more as you develop your personal brand of magic and create the life of your dreams. We're your your hosts, hosts,
0: the Mystic Mystic Sisters, Sisters,
1: Erica and Maggie. In this segment of the show, we choose a tarot card for the week and we look for moments that relate to this card in our daily lives. For this episode, we chose the Knight of Pentacles. The theme of this card is devotion and making progress. This knight is the most hardworking, methodical, and detail-oriented tarot card. He is not really the most inspiring or creative knight, but he will do the work to get the results that he seeks, even if that work is highly repetitive or routine.
0: Do you have a story about the Knight of Pentacles, Maggie? So this week, I started learning about how to write... Uh, cozy mysteries so an example of a cozy mystery is like murder she wrote where it's not really focused on the murder it's focused on her investigation and solving the puzzle and that's what is really fun about cozy murder uh, mysteries or just mystery they're not always murders Um, but it's like what's fun about it is solving the puzzle and I just spent so much time learning how to write these stories and how to make the puzzle and how to um get all of the proper elements cuz when someone's reading a cozy mystery they really expect it to have all of these specific things or it's like a disappointment because you, you know people who want to read these ha- have an expectation and they can get lost in the story and if it deviates from that structure it gets frustrating for the reader so i spent all this time like learning about all this stuff and I have yet to actually write a single word about it <laughs> so I did uh you know all this work in preparation and learning and research and building the structure and you know making a repetitive routine without actually doing anything <laughs> yet um so I guess that's you know to really channel this card, I need to actually you know do the work to get the results and actually do the writing so i'm I'm like halfway there with this night, <laughs> yeah
1: it's funny my story is pretty similar I'm the type of person I I'm creative but I'm a I it might be related to my ADHD it might be um some perfectionism which we'll talk about with our main topic but like I'm afraid of doing things wrong I have that fear of failure I want to make sure that if um if I'm going to do something that I'm doing it right and that it's going to be great and it's going to be perfect. And I don't, and I forget about the, that fact of when you're starting something new, you're going to suck at it because you haven't learned how to do it yet. Um, But anytime I start a new project, I spend hours and hours and hours researching how to get it done the best way. And then I never actually do it. Or like I'll have an idea in my head where I'm like, um, this is what I want. This is what's in my head. This is the picture I have. And then I'll spend hours trying to find it. And then I realize like, well, of course it doesn't exist yet because I haven't created it. And so it's just this constant battle of trying to do do it right and do it correct. And then just actually
0: doing it. Yeah, so, I definitely uh, think that that has to do with ADHD because that's pretty common is like having so many ideas and so many things you want to get done. Um, but it's like boring almost to actually do yeah. the work of creating the thing. It's much more fun to think about it and to yeah. like visualize it than it is to actually well, do those because, steps. Because thinking about it and
1: talking about it gives us the same hit of dopamine as as it does for neurotypicals who when they create it they get the dopamine hit we just have to think about it and we're like yes I did it
0: (laughs) yeah well it's almost like thinking about it makes it feel like it already exists um but it it only exists to us because it's in our brain
1: (laughs) right and oh I you know I had an impulse purchase this week I was bought a planner for Animal Crossing and that game overwhelms me so badly because I I just there's so many things to do and like and I don't want to forget it and I want to make sure I do it in the right order and so I bought a planner from a a woman in um her Etsy store is called panda prints paper or panda paper prints something like that it's really cute if you want to buy it go check her out um But she's made like checklists of all the different fish and all of the different plants and all of the daily tasks that you have to do. And I'm like, yes, this was made for me. So
0: (laughs) yeah, that's very Knight of Pentacles, keeping all the details organized, making sure you do it in the proper order.
1: (laughs) So we'll see if that helps me feel less overwhelmed playing my game because I am like... (laughs) I always do that when I play Zelda I have um the walkthroughs with the checklists like I I'm a completionist I have to get all of the things and I have to do it all in the right order otherwise I get upset and then I never play it again so
0: isn't that like so funny (laughs) because games are supposed to be fun but for some reason I do the same thing like make it so much harder by well you have to do it in this order and if you mess it up (laughs) like I was playing this game and I had been doing so well I'd been getting you get a gold pin if you get it on the first try, and um, I was doing so well I did like two hundred levels in the past since covid i guess began is when I downloaded it and I'd gotten them all with gold pins and then I missed one where I didn't get it on the first try and now I don't want to play anymore. (laughs) (laughs) The exact same (laughs) thing. It's like we're sisters or something. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, let's move on to our main topic for this week. But before we do, make sure that if you have a story about the Knight of Pentacles and you want to share it with us, Feel free to send that as a voice message to we listen at talkwitchcraft.com. Wait, is that how you do emails? Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, as we mentioned at the beginning, today we are going to share with you five ways to make the most of Virgo season.
0: Let's start by reminding our listeners what we mean when we talk about zodiac seasons. So basically, as the sun is going around the Earth, and we all know that the Earth is actually going around the sun, but it appears that the sun is traveling around the Earth through our skies. It visits each of the zodiac signs, um, starting with Aries on the spring equinox and then ending in Pisces on the spring equinox again. So the sky is divided into four quarters the equinoxes and the solstices make four quarters. And then each of those quarters is divided into three further sections. And four times three is 12, all 12 zodiac signs. So the sun is going to travel through each of these signs. And now it is in Virgo. And that means that we're talking about Virgo things. So what's the first way to make the most of Virgo season, Erica? It is a great
1: time to take inventory of all the areas of your life. So Virgo is the sim- the symbol of Virgo is the person that's holding a bundle of wheat and it represents the people who have to sort the wheat from the chaff. So I just think of the Little House on the Prairie episode where the wheat was all bent over from the heavy rains and all the women got together and like were doing that by hand. And it was this old fashioned thing that they used to do back in back in the ancient times. And they're like, we can do that again. And they all band together and they separate the wheat kernels from the the chaff the the stem of the plant. The symbolism behind that is that you're going to take all of those little wheat grains and sort them into the various areas of our life like money, emotional support, um things that are valuable, you know, cars, home, um any kind of property you might have, food, water, you know, your family, all of these different areas and sort your little wheat kernels into those different areas so that you can see what you have a lot of grain in and what areas are kind of lacking that grain and what needs to be cultivated and made more
0: whole. And then the removal of the the chaff is like letting go of things that aren't important to you. So in addition to seeing where we have the blessings, where we're in abundance and, you know, expressing gratitude, like we've talked about before, also looking at the things that are kind of holding us back or weighing us down or aren't really helping us do what we want to do with our life. And that's the chaff. So, and then finding a way to, you know, let go of those things or fix them if necessary. Um, There's some things, obviously we can't, you know, remove from our lives, but there might be something that you can do to fix it. Mm-hmm. So we can take inventory and just like really examine all of these different areas of life and figure out what's working and what's not. The second thing to do during Virgo season is to give your time and energy to serving others. So uh, the best work for a spiritual person is really to be in service of other people because that's really what makes life worth living. Humans are meant to be in community with other people. So. I always think about this being of service is what light work is really about. And I just did a lesson on this in the Witchcraft 101. So it's kind of fresh on my mind. But um, light work is about doing what is the greatest potential for your soul. So you can look at all these different areas of your life that you've taken inventory on and think about, you know, ask. If there's some work that your colleague is working in your workplace that you could help them with and you can ease if they're, you know, overworked, how can you ease that workload? Or if you have like a friend who might need some extra support, how can you help them in some way to help to support them or encourage them?
1: We're in the midst of back to school season and I've been seeing a lot of like little tidbits coming through the social medias that are things like ask your kid's teacher if you can donate five to ten dollars uh to the class every month so that one kid who can't get the scholastic book fair books can get a book that month or ask your the school to help pay off a students lunch fees or you know there's there's just like those little kind of tiny things that go a long way but aren't going to be a burden to you are the types of things that I think about when, when it comes to Virgo.
0: And and that actually reminds me that I always, I think it's so interesting that Virgo comes at the beginning of the school year, because it is that energy of like getting organized and and ready to study. And I would, even though I'm not in school and I haven't been in school for like 10 years, I always get this feeling of like, I'm going to get organized mm-hmm. right around this time. Like, yeah. like and you just bought that planner. It mm-hmm. hasn't not, you know, it's not really a for a school, but it's something to help you organize something that you're doing now. So I think that's just kind of an aside, but I think it's interesting that you bring up school in that way. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, some other examples not necessarily scholastic, but you can take your neighbor's garbage out for them one week if they, you know, if you see if you're taking yours out, you can go ahead and bring their bin out with yours or even volunteering like your time and energy to an organization that you care about. This
1: episode is brought to you by lavender. And lavender is one of the easiest, most beneficial, does everything plants when it comes to medicinal uses. It is antibacterial. It's an antidepressant, antifungal, anti-inflammatory, anti-spasmodic. It's a bitter and a digestive, so it's great for digestion. Um, You can take it before you have dinner and to help stimulate your appetite. It's a diuretic, so you know, a little bit of lavender oil in your coffee. If you're feeling a
0: little bit constipated, would be a great way to help move that along. Editing Maggie here to just clarify that we mean lavender oil as in lavender plant that has been soaked in a carrier oil and not the essential oil um, of lavender because we do not recommend ingesting essential oils on this podcast or in mumbles and things in general. So I just wanted to clarify that this is an oil made through an infusion of the plant in an oil, not the essential oil. Okay, back to the show.
1: It can be used as a sedative. So I know a lot of people, you know, they'll spray it on their linens before they go to bed, or they'll have a satchel of lavender by their bed to help them sleep. And it does a lot of really good things. It just smells nice. You can... Uh, use it for aromatherapy in a diffuser or as a satchel in your clothing drawers to keep everything fresh. I know a lot of people use it in cooking. It's similar to rosemary in that way. So you can add it to breads. I mean, honestly, anything that you would add rosemary to, I caution that sometimes with lavender, if you use too much of it, you can get a soapy taste to your food. So try don't use too much because that is not a great taste.
0: <laughs> yeah, I just had some lavender tea and it just basically tasted like soap. So yeah, I had to blend it with another blend. <laughs> yeah.
1: So yeah, so lavender is just great all around. It does a lot of really great things. It's easy to grow in your garden,
0: really sustainable, just a nice herb. Lavender as a magical herb can be used when you're corresponding with active energy, mercury, air or fire, and leo or virgo. And it has many magical uses, similar to the um, medicinal uses. It is very uh, healing and calming. So it can help if you're if you're having trouble sleeping, using it in a sleeping spell. If you are needing to feel more relaxed and calm, it's great in a bath for calming, putting it in a sleep pillow for when you're sleeping. You can smell that or like Erica said, you can spray it on your linens before bed and that will help calm yourself. If you burn the flowers, that is uh, one way to use them. I have a lavender plant and I actually make herbal bundles of it for cleansing as well. So it's, it's what I use for my cleansing smoke herb. And then as I'm going, I, the ashes kind of scatter around the house and I, have the intention of bringing like peace and harmony to my home. As an aside, you can learn how to make an herbal bundle for smoke cleansing in my book, Practical Magic for Beginners. You can find it on Amazon and in most bookstores. But then it can be used for love as well. So it's kind of uh, associated with love. And if added to like a sachet, it can be used to attract mostly it's used to attract men. So if you're interested in men, you can use lavender, but I'm sure that it's attractive to women as well. I mean, lavender can be used. It's often thought of as like an all-purpose magical herb, and it's an amplifier. So it can be added to spells to kind of increase the power of them. You can sub it for other herbs. You can add it to anything that you're doing. And But the most common use is really that calming relaxation piece. So let's get back to our main topic of making the most of Virgo season.
1: Our third topic for our Virgo season is about finding a healthy routine and how to implement it. So I'm sure you've read many, many, many articles about how to establish routines and why that is important and beneficial. We've seen things about doing it in the morning, uh, you know, the five minute morning idea or things to do in the evening to help you get ready. I've seen things about like the 10 things you should do on a Sunday to get ready for your work week. So we all know that routines are important and that we should do them. So Virgo energy can help you to form new habits that you may need to implement some different alternative health routines, you could start doing some yoga or meditation in your morning, maybe add a healthy smoothie, smoothie to breakfast, you know, talk. they talk about turning off your screens at a certain time so that you're not getting the blue light and it helps you sleep, going to bed earlier so that you can get up earlier, just all different types of ideas and things for how to make your lifestyle more healthy and more beneficial for you.
0: Yeah. And I think that that's key is making it work for you. Cause like you said, there's all these articles about like, these are the things that every successful person does every day. And sometimes those things don't work for everybody. We're unique and, you know, humans have evolved. There were people who stayed up late to keep watch and protect the other people from like bears and mountain lions. And there's the people who woke up early to start, you know, hunting for berries or whatever. So there's different benefits of whatever your body is used to or likes to do. And just figuring out what your routine is that will help you in whatever you're trying to do each day. Exactly. And
1: not all brains are the same. We know that from our experiences with ADHD. I know that from my work with different brains with autism and down syndrome and everybody's different and everybody functions on a different level and just because something works for your friend doesn't and it doesn't work for you doesn't mean that you're broken it doesn't mean that they're better it it's it's just you gotta
0: find what works for you and when you do to keep keep at it routines are really important to me because if I like yesterday I was telling Erica earlier but yesterday I So normally I set the kettle on to make the tea and while the water is boiling, I will feed the cats. But yesterday my routine was totally thrown off because the trash was full. So I couldn't feed the cats because I had to scoop the food, the leftover food into the trash can. So I had to take the trash out and then the cats were very demanding and they needed me to feed them right away. So I never made my tea and it was like the worst day of my life and (laughs) because I couldn't do anything. so that's my routine. And I realized yesterday how important it is to have that, you know, to keep that because I couldn't, I like literally couldn't do anything yesterday, but that's what works for me. And I hope that everyone finds what works for them.
1: <laughs> well, and uh, just as an addition to that, I have, I work four tens. The way that my job works is one of my on days, I supervise the um, speech therapy assistants, the SLPAs. And because there are a lot of them and there are only a few SLPs to do the supervision, we have to rotate our days off. So for the since I started my job in June, I've pretty much had Wednesdays off and then this week I switched to my having my Thursdays off so that I could do my supervision on Wednesdays this whole week has just been weird and, and it means that Maggie and I are recording on the Thursday instead of on a Wednesday and um, all week long I've been like what day is it because I had to work yesterday and I don't normally work on Wednesday it was it's just the whole thing is is bonkers. So
0: routines are important. Okay, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we have important routines that make it so our days work well. Yeah. So the fourth thing to do during Virgo season is to let go of your perfectionism and being critical. I know that this is a common issue that comes up in our um, membership calls in Mumble's Academy. I mean, we haven't had those for a while, but when we were having them regularly, it seemed like at least one person was talking about how their perfectionism was keeping them from doing something and the thing about Virgo energy is that it's often thought of as like a very critical sign and that because of that criticism and like it's it's because of the it's because of the analytical nature of like seeking to improve constantly and seeking to make the best the most efficient the best decisions in the end that is a that's basically seeking perfectionism but the thing about magic and you know, the flow of energy in the universe is that it works when you let it take you where it's going. And it's constantly changing. It's constantly dynamic. And you can't be seeking perfectionism and also be in this flow of energy. Um, perfectionism is like trying to swim upstream or trying to control the flow by, you know, adding dams and redirecting the, I'm thinking of like a river (laughs) where you're (laughs) redirecting the flow or putting a boulder right in the middle of it so that the water is changing its course. So basically with perfectionism, it's like being so focused on needing to be right and perfect and um, exactly what you're supposed to be doing and not doing it wrong that you are kind of outside of that presentness and mindfulness of like paying attention to how the energy is moving through and around you. We have to remember that Virgo is a mutable sign. That means that they're open to change. It's interesting that Virgo is mutable because you think about mutable as like well, I guess I just always think of um Gemini when I think of mutable. Uh-huh. So I think of like kind of chaotic. But I guess when you apply earth energy to mutable changeability, it's like structured well, change.
1: Yes. And and so I think we've had this conversation before about mutable energy the the cardinal energy starts it off and so like cardinal is like the ultimate energy like it's like yeah let's get into this we're we're going into this hard and then the fixed is like yep I'm not leaving it this is my energy and I'm holding on to it and then mutable is like "Mm, I'm kind of done with that energy let's see what's next
0: yeah yeah that makes sense (laughs)
1: And so I could see Virgo as being, I've done the details. I've done the, I've got everything in place. I've, you know, I've got my systems, but what else is out there? Like maybe, maybe I need to change how I do my systems. Maybe I need to (laughs) fix this. Maybe I need more containers.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, it's like analyzing what went well and what went badly and how can I make it better, I guess.
1: Virgo is very much about the details and everything being in its place and you know like I think about the lady with her Ikea house with all of her containers from the container store where everything is perfect and organized and she has all of her routines established but she's always looking for well what's would this organization system work better would that do better for me to organize my shoes would this be better for my budget and so she's constantly thinking about how to make it better and to change what she's already been doing so it's it's that perfectionism piece to make everything perfect but changing it to make it better
0: right and it's and the reason that you would need to change something like if she's thinking about her shoes and organizing those better it's because she's gotten new shoes and now they need to fit differently because there's that changing energy coming around her or, or if she needs to change her budget, it's because she's got a new income or a, a different, you know, there's things that are changing. So she's set up her systems based on a set circumstance, but life is changing constantly or, you know, her kid joins soccer. So she has to adjust her schedule. All of that kind of stuff is Um, looking for a way to continue that structure and routine and seeking perfection, but in a world that is constantly changing. So that brings
1: us to our last topic for Virgo season is how to be organized in your life. So making sure your life is in order is, is crucial for success. You know, the mundane things that you have to do, paying your bills, cleaning and tidying your house, filing paperwork, You know, it's, it's all about making sure that your, your, your life flows, you know, when you're in your magical life, organizing your tools and your materials. I just got from my uh, grandma's uh, collection, I got her jewelry box and I'm going to turn it into an apothecary slash tool organization chamber because I don't really wear jewelry. It's not going to function as a jewelry box for me. Um, you know, rearranging your altar, updating your grimoire regularly. Organizations set you up for success in your life and because you know where everything is and you can find them when you need them.
0: Yeah. um, You mentioned the grimoire in previous, in the previous year, or maybe it's two years ago, I did a course on organizing your grimoire in Virgo season because of that idea of like, creating a magic book that has everything that you need and use and in a place that you'll be able to find it easily because, you know, having like every single book ever written isn't going to be super helpful because it has all of this information that might not be relevant to your practice. But if you have a grimoire, you've taken notes from those books and from, you know, information you find online or information you've learned from somebody else and you've organized it in a way that like makes sense for how you practice. So keeping your magical life organized in that way, specifically with like a grimoire, um, is really helpful for making your practice flow more easily. And the same is true for like we talked about in the Kitchen Witch episode about organizing your spices in a way that makes sense for helping you cook more efficiently you know having your updating your altar making sure that it's not like just been sitting there and you haven't really changed things around in my so that's not like gathering dust but cleaning it up and things like that particularly right now during Virgo season
1: well and then you know going back to our top or what we were saying about Virgo being mutable and the grimoire I started with a really lovely journal you know leather bound great, perfect grimoire book, but I couldn't use it because some people are, they, the way that they organize, they like a, like a sequential temporal reflection on their studies. They can do the journal thing with the the dates. For me, the way that my brain works, I have to categorize everything so I have to have all of my herbs together. I have to have all my spells together. And anytime I at needed to add a new spell, I, there was no space in the journal to put it in that section because I filled it up with an herb behind it. And so I had to change. I had to let go of that really beautiful leather-bound grimoire in favor of, I started with a binder where I could add the pages to it. And then I move to digital grimoire because then I, and I do it on good notes because then I can add those pages to where they go within the um, digital file. So just because you start with something doesn't mean you have to complete with that thing.
0: Yeah. I think the grimoire, going back to perfectionism again, like I think that's like pretty common for most witches. I feel like that's the most common thing that I'm asked about is like how do i get over my perfectionism about using this beautiful leather bound perfect grimoire because i'm afraid to put anything in it because i'm going to mess it up <laughs> so yep. um so i think like just trying other things like you did like trying the binder trying digital and and in that course i mentioned we talk about all these different options for how you can create a grimoire and and how to choose what you're going to do but i think being just open to trying new things and putting in the work of just not being worried about it, I guess, yeah. <laughs> just trying it and and seeing how it works out for you.
1: Well, it's and fantastic. it's a sunk cost fallacy as well. Like you, you have this feeling of like, well, I spent money on it, or I put so much time into it already. Like so, like it's it's fine. Yes, you spent money on it. Yes, you spent time on it. Those were good things that you did. Just because you change doesn't invalidate that time and that money. It's just. Right a new thing
0: right because you're you still learned from that you you um started to record your practice and you figured out what was working for you and it's not like it was a waste you just did you just changed it and you don't even have to get rid of that old journal no of course not keep it it's a record you got to keep it (laughs) so you can look back and think and look at how cute you were in your first few days of (laughs) (laughs) your first few years or whatever yeah so you know, and here I am. I'm I'm talking about
1: this. It's calling the pot, calling the kettle black. But I I have such a problem with letting go and sunglass class fallacies all the time. Um. So I'm I'm talking to myself when I say these things.
0: <laughs> I honestly think that's what this podcast is about: us <laughs> telling ourselves what we're supposed to be doing. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> but hopefully, it's valuable to whoever is listening to this right now as well. <laughs> yeah. So those are the five things that you can do to make the most of Virgo season. And now we're going to give you your moon assignment. We are talking about the waning gibbous moon. We're coming off of a full moon. And as we've talked about before, the full moon is a transition from the waxing, increasing, attracting moon into the waning, decreasing, banishing moon. And so now we start to think about You know, the moon is still pretty big at the waning gibbous. It's still basically full. It looks very bright in the sky, um, but it is, you can start to see that one side is more bulging than the other side. That's where we get that name gibbous. And it's a reminder that it is time to start thinking about that release and what we are letting go of during the waning half. And it's at the beginning. So it's sort of a slow buildup as we approach the last quarter so you know it's not it doesn't feel rushed or anything like that and then it'll it'll increase once we get to the last quarter the energy of release will increase and then it'll slow down again when we get to the waning crescent but right now it's sort of a slow pondering reflection time is there anything that you are thinking about releasing and and also you know this is also time to sort of harvest that full moon energy while it's still big and bright in the sky. So there's like a collection and release aspect, like a squirrel.
1: (laughs) I guess that I am just going to keep releasing my priorities needing to be other people's priorities. Just, you know, keep working on that and recognizing that people have different things going on in their lives and they are not the same things that are going on in my life.
0: Yeah, I think sometimes it's hard to remember, like in our minds, we're the center of the universe but other people don't think that we're the center of the <laughs> right <laughs> well since it's a Virgo season I'm going to continue releasing perfectionism I think I've said that I've like feel like I've kind of gotten a control over it but I don't think I have so I'm gonna continue working on going with the flow and uh, you know not, for me, I feel like perfectionism is because of other people's expectations. And I think that's from growing up with ADHD, but not knowing I had ADHD, feeling like there was a lot of expectations from about school specifically. (laughs) And so that's kind of what I'm realizing more and more is that there was some, you know, I was a bright and smart kid, but there was a lot of things that I just really struggled with and I didn't have support to you know, live up to my potential. I think that getting to the root of where this perfectionism is coming from is going to be real is is really helpful for me. And, you know, I'm going to really I'm going to continue to release it.
1: (laughs) Now we want to hear from you. If you go to witchwanderer.com, you'll find the latest game. This week, we have a question for you. What fictional pop culture magic user do you look up to the most? And mine is going to be Morgan Le Fay, or Morrigan, or Morgaine, or whatever name you want to call her. I just think that she's rad. She knows what she wants. She's fiercely independent. She goes for the gold every single time. She's gotten a bad rap as an evil witch. Um, She's been redeemed as a practitioner of magic in many different modern books, most namely Mists of Avalon. She's my favorite.
0: <laughs> I would choose B.B. Halliwell from The Charmed Show, the the original, not the reboot. I think she's pretty cool, and I just remember playing Charmed with my cousins Maury and Caitlin, if you all remember that. I think Maury was Piper, and uh, Caitlin was slash page I think she was usually page, but anyway i we we always had fun and I just always liked Phoebe the most, yep because she was the youngest sister, and then when our cousins moved closer, she became a middle sister, and I was like the youngest, and then I was like middle, yep
1: i <laughs> I've been following Alyssa Milano on TikTok, and she's she's just a cool lady. Um, but she's been talking a little bit every once in a while about her time as Phoebe. It's made me want to go and watch that show again. I I, I was definitely
0: Piper. I identify with Piper. <laughs> so that's all we have for this episode. When we come back next week, we will be starting the show with our tarot card for the week, which is the Eight of Pentacles, another Virgo card, and this card is all about proficiency, diligence, discipline, and knowledge. It's somebody who is very dedicated to their job and learning a skill. Uh, They are continuously making and practicing the same thing, pentacles in the case of the image and they are patient in their production of this product (laughs) and the production of a product. That's silly, but, (laughs) and then it's about the perseverance of of practice and, and it's paying off because you're learning something. It's about, it's sort of similar to this knight of pentacles, but it's more about the act of practicing than being the person who is repetitive and, uh, and creating a routine.
1: You can find out more about this episode by going to memblesandthings.com slash blog slash 033. Join us next week when we talk about organization
0: and routine. Make sure that you subscribe so that you are notified about each new episode. And to help other witches find this show, please leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: You can also find
0: us on Instagram
1: at Mumbles and Things and join us in the Mumbles Academy to chat about this episode with other witchy folk.
0: Bye bye. Goodbye. I just hit this thing. <laughs> <laughs>